What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? And welcome to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast. Once again, it's your girl, comedian T-Barb in the building on the ones and twos, but I'm not a DJ. <laughs> so uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, every Monday we're live on YouTube and every Thursday we're live on Spotify. So make sure you tune in every Thursday to hear previous recorded episodes we have some amazing guests in studio today and we're also let's talk some lush let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the news with celebrity men we got some men in the building and they're gonna tell you a little bit about themselves uh while we're talking about it and of course it's your girl t-barb if it's your first time listening to the retired hood rap podcast thank you for tuning in we start the show a little bit like this. I always give my word of the day because I love to give some encouragements. I think that Mondays and Thursdays or any day that you wake up, you need a little bit of encouragement. So we start with that word of the day. Then we go into our hood rap prayer real quick. The prayer is not about whatever deity. It's just about uh, putting positive things out into the universe. Then we're going to kick it with our guests in the studio. We have... Uh, Greg McKenzie in studio, y'all. And then we also have comedian extraordinaire, my boy D. Jones. In studio, y'all. <laughs> okay, ain't nobody gonna say what up though or nothing. I was just looking at myself. I feel like okay. in a minute interrogation room or something, like this camera might just be too close or something. Like it's <laughs> look, it looks a little weird. Okay, sorry, my bad, my bad. We'll, we'll bag it up for you. We'll bag it up for you. Yeah, okay. we get some depth of field in there. You hear me? Okay. Okay. I hear, you, I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you for being on the show. And once again, like I say, we got G Mac, also known as Greg McKenzie. What up, though? What up, though? What's going on? So, um, before we get into our topic, of course, it's the word of the day. And I am your self-proclaimed Ayala of the ghetto. It's your girl, T-Barb. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube comedian, T-Barb. And um, this week, I've noticed, and sometimes these word of the days can get a little repetitious, just depending on if you listen to the show all the time, um, because sometimes repetition is key. And I know in today's world social media and image is everything but don't get caught up in comparison comparison is the thief of joy and i've noticed there has been so much depression so much anxiety so much uh it's just been tense in the world where you can't even laugh you can't joke you can't talk you can't be happy you can't talk about what you're doing is good without somebody feeling away don't you get caught up in that Okay, and live your life. Don't worry about what other people are doing in their lives. Be happy with what you have and what you have going on. Because trust me, there are people that are wish they could be in your seat. So instead of focusing on what you don't have, make sure you focus on what you do have. You know, and I've noticed that that that's just something that's like a lot of us are focusing on what we don't have, the steps that we haven't made. And that's not to say that you shouldn't think about your goals and the things you want to achieve. But at the same time, sometimes you have to take a step back and be happy for what you've done to actually think and say, wow, I was able to do this. I was able to do that because it was a point in your life where you were dying to get where you are now. It was a point in your life where you were dying to have your bills paid or dying to have a car 
or dying to have your own place. Or I remember when I first started comedy, I was geeked to be on a flyer. Like, oh my God, now it's, it's flyer after flyer. And I'm like, oh, that ain't nothing. But sometimes you have to still step back and say, you know what? I accomplished that. I did that. I'm thankful for that. You know, sometimes you have to be thankful for things. And that's not to, once again, negate where I feel maybe you might want to go, but you still have to be thankful for where you are at the point where you're in it. And I think that that's what creates so much social anxiety in the world and so much depression and so much pressure is because sometimes we refuse to live in the moment. We refuse to live in the here and now, the moment that we're breathing in, the moment that we're enjoying at that time, because we're so anxious about what's to come. And the truth of the matter is nothing is guaranteed to come. The only thing that's really guaranteed is the moment you're in at that time. And that's real spit. That's how you know what I'm saying. That's on my little yogi. Let me give myself a applause. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to give yourself a little applause just because, I mean, that's real. And I've noticed that, like, am I happy about the future? Yes, because I'm excited about my future. But at the same time, does it create anxiety at times, depending on whether you're worried about what's going to happen? Yes. So sometimes I just have to be happy that I'm sitting here now because one thing about time is it's perpetual. It stops for no one. And we can't even get the moment back from when I first pushed record and we started this YouTube, or we started this podcast, Retire Hood Rap Podcast, when we started that. So it's like, whoa, when you think about how powerful time is and how precious it is and how each second just passes with flawlessly, effortlessly, you'll be happy for the moment that you're in, happy for the things you've accomplished so far, and not worrying about what the next person is doing to accomplish because People show you what they want to show you, but you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You have no idea. Sometimes you may think, oh, oh, oh. And then when you really find out, you, oh, so be happy where you are. Be happy with what you have going on and love the life that you live. If you don't love it, try your best to make it better. Because there's days when we all down. I'm not trying to make it seem like everything is happy-go-lucky. But at the same time, be happy for what you've accomplished. Don't always compare yourself to what other people are doing and live your life the way you want to live it, not the way the next person wants you. I get caught up in that too. I'm a people pleaser. I want to do because this person want me to do and it really ain't. Sometimes I change my whole vision. I've started, I had to really step back and say, did I just change my whole vision? Whether I can accomplish this or not because I'm smart doesn't mean that that's, that was my vision what I wanted to do. I really wanted to do this, but I got a little bit sucked into what you wanted me to do because you made it sound so glorious and I really wanted to please you. Boom. Now, don't get me wrong, though. It adds to my accolades. I'm thinking like, wow, how did I end up doing this or that? Well, Somebody else was like, this is a great idea. And I was kind of like, okay, because I love me some little money. But that really wasn't my vision. So, you know, those are the type of things that you have to be careful and cautious about. And that's the word of the day, Comedian T-Barb. Make sure you follow me on all social media. It's T-B-A-R-B in some way, some form. Um, you are tuned in to the Retired Hood Rat 
podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, Good Helpers, Heating and Cooling. And if you want to advertise with us, make sure you get with me, T-Barb Entertainment at gmail.com. So after that, because uh, the fellas, they ready to talk. So we about to kick it. We got our in-studio guest, the magnificent Greg McKenzie, also known as GMAC. Yes, indeed. Community activist, accountant. I mean, the black man, superpower, super force, mega father, and uh, more. So we're going to kick it with you and hear your take on some things. And then we also have my dog, D. Jones. What up, what up? <clears throat> Philanthropist. Philanthropist, actor, actor entrepreneur, yeah. mm-hmm. designer, Swimmer. Uh, comedian, mm-hmm. Mac, major pimp. Um, well, well, that's hearsay. That's hearsay. That's We're hearsay. not talking about all that. that. That's okay. hearsay. <laughs> Who say here? <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. And it's your girl, comedian, T-Barb. So listen, fellas, after my word of the day, was that a little inspirational? Did y'all feel inspirational live? fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got your little your Steve Harvey opening <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll be listening to Steve Harvey in the morning. He be he be doing doing his little you did your little Steve Harvey thing. I like it. Harvey, Harvey. Yes, okay. So let's do our retired hood rat uh prayer. Uh remember, this is not about whatever deity you serve. This is more about the universe. Now I do say God, but God could be named uh Yahweh or Jehovah, or you say what you want to say, but it's not about that. So we're not gonna tap into to religiously, we're just more going to send some positive vibes out to the universe. Make sure you bow your head. But if you're driving, do not bow your head because I don't want to be responsible for an accident in this bed. Okay, that's before the prayer too far. Mm. Get up. All right, dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us here today. We just ask that you feel us and all the listeners' minds with positivity, love, and let them know that it's okay to be them. God, I hope that you fill someone's heart with self-esteem today, that you give them the self-esteem, the confidence, the joy to just go out and live their own journey, to live their best lives, and to do good by other people because we know that that's what we reap benefits in doing good by others. God, we are thankful. We are prayerful. And God, we can talk to you not just when we need things, but just because we want to say thank you for each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm a Amen. pastor. Y'all ain't know I was a pastor, did y'all? You do everything, T. It's more than just jokes. You got cookbooks. You preaching. I'm engineering. Okay. Engineering. Hosting. <laughs> Let's get it. Speaking of hosting, don't forget to stop through 90s Knowledge Cafe tonight. If you're listening on a Monday, um, tonight, 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 uh, what's the day? April 11th. If you're listening on Thursday, you missed it. Uh-uh, sorry. And don't forget <laughs> on Easter Sunday, we're going to kick it. We're going to talk about that. Oh, I'm headlining the show, show with show D. Easter. Jones. So make sure you get your tickets to that. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube comedian, T-Bar. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. So let's get off into these guests because I didn't did enough talking. I'm a little parched. <laughs> let's go to camera number two and uh, let's talk with my first guest in the building. It's Greg McKenzie. 
G-Mac, first off, thank you for coming on the show, for real. Thank you for having me. Hey, give you a little startup music. Hey, little theme music. This is my boy, G-Mac. I like that. You like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, I survived. And do me a favor. Just move your camera just a little bit so it's pointed towards you just a little bit. Right. Give me out the little background. You know, come on in with it. Boom. Like and that. then over. Yep. Boom. Like that. So, uh, Greg, G-Mac, let the people know just a little bit about who you are, what you do. And, uh, you know. So, I mean, I'm not a big, like, you know, to my own horn type of person, but I mean, for, for the most part, I'm just a brother in the community, just doing the best that I can to uh, help us achieve liberation. I'm just going to say it like that. But from a professional standpoint, I do some accounting. Um, in my personal life, I do a lot of work with young people and community organizations. Um I'm particularly interested in making sure that we keep our paperwork tight so that they can't close us down. They meaning the powers that be who don't want to see us be successful and, and create prosperous black communities. And so that's that's really, you know, basically where I'm at. The most important job in my life is being a father. I love my children dearly. And um, today is my anniversary. A year ago today, um, me and my wife, uh, came together in the union ceremony at Belle Isle. And, uh, happy so, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Like, straight up. It's our anniversary. And y'all a great couple, too. Yeah, anniversary. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. That's that's was not just that's really it. So uh, Greg is being like he said, a little modest. He is also works with various nonprofits. Is also an accountant. Owns his own tax business as well. Because we, you know, we love to boost the entrepreneurship here. So you know, tell him you know a little bit about how the services sure. you offer. Is. No doubt, no doubt. So um, shout out to my mother Ruth McKenzie, who is now an ancestor. She passed August uh, twenty twenty. Um, but Unicorn Unlimited Inc. is the tax service that she started when I went to kindergarten. She went to Nationwide Tax Service. So 40 years ago, uh, tax business started at the kitchen table at our house. And uh, I'm proud to say that some of the people who came then still come now. Um, but after my mother passed, it was very important to her that the business survive the first generation. And so uh, she had been training me and my sister and my my niece and to, to learn the business, to keep it going. Um, and of course, we didn't expect the loser as early as we did, but uh, the situation put us in a position at the jump into position. And so we, we've done that, continued the business and um, continue providing the services. And then, you know, being a second generation, anything, you know, you kind of got another level of understanding than somebody who just coming to it from um, learning in books or whatever like that. You know, this has been what my life has been largely a part of being accounting and tax services just being with my mother so um we do provide very very good service and a high level expert uh accounting and financial advising for that that's what i'm talking about and we gonna find out how to get his services because you're actually my accountant as well so <clears throat> non-profits all that we're gonna talk a little bit about that and d jones what up what up d d d to the uh, i jones. feel like my 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 life path not that important no more <laughs> <laughs> he's just talking about his wonderful business-minded mom and now he <laughs> he, he helped me with their finances <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tell these jokes. How about that? <laughs> no. 
But no, I got it. So, like, when you was a kid, was it like a lot of paperwork all over the kitchen? And you already know. Yeah, cause I, I'm, I'm. You brought me back to when I was a kid, and uh, my my grandmother wasn't like doing taxes, but across the street, Miss Dorothy did taxes and she ran numbers. So I was always over there, like, go pick up these numbers, take this money down the street. Like they had me at six running numbers, and I just remember her kitchen being full of like numbers and paperwork and you know what i'm saying so it just took me back to when i was a kid man that's dope no my grandma on the same page because i mean you know coming from where we come from that's a part of the economy yeah like the running them numbers, yeah and so i used to be like why is everybody coming to grandma house yep yep dropping off you know and she had on the table envelopes everywhere spread out yep she had books with different ways and strategies yeah yep. yeah <laughs> take me go over there and then go down the street get that, such and such number go down the street get, and they just give me envelopes with with money and i i'm a kid i could have got robbed <laughs> like you know what i'm saying but I think it, it prepared me for street entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. So that's how I started. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So D Jones, comedian, promoter, got a lot of events going on. Uh tell us a little bit about you as a comedian. And also, hold on, I definitely want to say this. Uh Danny Redwine, just look at the camera. We're having technical difficulties with hearing her, but just know she's a silent partner. Can you do a little <laughs> sign language to let the people know that you're there? Hey Danny, do it's sign language. You can unmute it because it's a mute okay, button. Okay, I just did, hold on. I just but I turned it off. I'm here. Let's see. Okay, it's unmute. Hold on, let me see right here. Hold on. Um, see, but it's been great. Unmuted. She's signing. Okay, Danny. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, we're great to see. We'll bring she you back pranking us. She for don't some. More. We'll bring you some more back on when we need some more sign language. So, D Jones. Yes, ma'am. Tell us a little bit. How did you get started in comedy? You're from the D. What part? Well, I'm from a uh, Seven Mile. Born and raised on Seven Mile. Um. And I, I started doing, well, I had a TV show, like, for the Christian Television Network, and it was called uh, 180. And we used to go around and interview all the, the church people and all the, the gospel singers, Mary, Mary, Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, people like that. And then um, I lost it. I was sitting at home depressed, taking care of my grandmother, and my boy knocked on my door one day, like, it's all you always going to get an opportunity. Like, God will find a way to give you an opportunity. He like, man, what you been doing? I'm like, nothing, bro. I ain't got no job. Just sleeping on the couch. And he like, man, I want to start this sketch comedy show and I want you to 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 lead it. So I'm like, I always wanted to do like in living color and Saturday Night Live type of stuff. So that was my introduction to stage. So I started doing sketch comedy. And then I met like Mike Larry, Mike McDaniel. They was doing stand-up. And um my homeboy one night he used to rap with D12 and um, he had stopped rapping and we was downtown. And I was like, bro, if you get back on stage and rap, I'm going to get up there and do stand up. For him, it was no problem. He like, I got this. Can you do what you say you going to do? So he went on stage and murdered it. Then he came off like, okay, it's on you. I'm like, damn. So I went up there. I did like five minutes and I did a, I did a phenomenal five minutes. And then Mike McDaniel was like, next week I'm hosting this show at 1515 Broadway. Come do some time. And I went in there. Next door, it was uh, the beer company or something. 
And I told the the uh, bartender, I'm like, listen, it's really my first time doing stand-up. I need something to loosen me up. They gave me a pitcher of Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I drank the whole pitcher. In my mind, I went on stage and 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 killed it. But really, I don't know. I was so drunk. Like, in my mind, it was like slow motion and people were screaming for me. And I don't know. But... I think I did good. Then after that, I sucked for like three years. And then um, I got good. So that was my, that's how I kind of started. Get to it, get yeah. to it. And we got some shows coming up. So make sure that you follow these guys. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit um, about what you guys do towards the end of the show. But right now, of course, there's been a lot of things going on with celebrities in the news, okay? Mm -hmm. And you guys are both strong, black, impactful men in the community. And lately, we have some issues with Will Smith, and there's been things going on with T.I. So I kind of want to touch bases. And from both of you guys' perspective, um, I'll start with uh, G-Mac. Um, I want to know, what's your thought on the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock Oscars uh, fiasco that, that happened from, from a black man's perspective? All right, so... You know, I don't have a whole lot on that, but what I do have is I don't like that it played out on a platform that's white controlled um, and as being black people um, just doing what we do on their platform. I ain't dig that. Uh, but I, 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 I'm seriously wondering why Chris Rock didn't defend himself. Like, I mean, wherever you at and whatever's going on, I mean, if somebody's coming up to slap you, I mean, it literally slap you. Man, that was, that was just interesting to me that he didn't uh, defend himself. That ain't really what what I'm teaching my sons. I think he was shocked. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I get what you're saying, <laughs> but I think it was more so like, hold on, did I just get slapped? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think nobody seen that coming. Right. Mm. That was all out of out of left field for sure. <sighs> I think he had to process it. Like, wait, <laughs> did he just walk up here and slap me? Because if, if you think about it, as a comic, T, and you would know this, yeah. if we on stage and we say something hurtful as a comic, and if I call your wife a bitch, you're going to come up here and slap me. If you walk towards me, I'm about to prepare myself. He didn't call his wife no bitch. He was like, G.I. Jane. Oh, he walking up here. You know what I'm saying? You prepare yourself for certain stuff. You probably wasn't prepared for for that you know what i'm saying he didn't say nothing outrageous yeah but you're not gonna turn your back on me either <laughs> after you slapped me yeah that was yeah that was that was interesting i mean as a black man that's the, that's my gut response to that like damn chris you just gonna let him just slap you so but anyway i mean you know people do what they do you know will was offended or whatever he took it however he took it he felt how he felt i don't know neither of them well enough to know you know all of that i just feel like he should have did he could have did something differently than just stand there and be slapped. Yeah. No, that's true. But like I said, I don't think he was he probably didn't process it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like getting hit in the head with a basketball. Like, where'd that come from? But and then it's Chris Rock. Ain't nobody expecting Chris Rock to fight. I you know, I think uh, here we go. I think that okay, it's a couple things with that because 
it's a twofold. First off, if you think about it from a man to man perspective, or if you think about from a black perspective on uh, what's considered a white platform and the perception that the media has already given black men, that's one thing if, if you're thinking about it from that aspect. But for me, I'm thinking about it from a few things. First off, uh, Will needed a little help because that slap was more than just that statement. It, it was it's a buildup that he had going on. Second, I also feel why did they let him sit there in that moment if they were going to drag it out like that? Why didn't Chris Rock defend himself? Why was the slap so weak that Chris didn't stumble or fall? There were several things that I think about um, when I'm thinking about what happened that night. And then also they went to parties. Also the fact the aftermath that Jada has made statements like she doesn't need defending. Right. Which um, means Chris Rock was right. You're a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I mean, so it, it's so many implications. Also the fact that, you know, he got up and he had to walk all the way up there to have that much rage to do that. You know, so it was just like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Actually, I thought it was staged to, to some point. I don't think it was. Now, I don't, I don't think, it think it's staged, maybe with the repercussions, but at one point in time, I did. I think That's that, how whack I thought it was. I think as black men, we should protect black women and kids by any means. But he overreacted. Like I think he overreacted. And I think he probably get beat at home by Jada. And she gave him that look. All women got that look. Like, if you don't do something, you know what I'm saying? I think she gave him that look. And he had to do something at that moment. But it was just overboard. I haven't seen the footage, but I heard that he was he was actually laughing. Originally he chuckled. He was like, ha, ha, ha. And then she like. Right. And then he she looked at him and then he reacted. Right. So you, all, all this time you haven't seen it? I mean, I didn't see the footage of him laughing. No, I've seen oh, the, okay. the, the slap. Okay. But I heard that it, there's some footage of him yeah. like, hearing the joke and having a reaction, like where he laughing at it and then looking at her and feeling like, oh. Right, I got to do something. Yeah. And that's why I think she run that relationship. And because if you look at all their interviews, it's just, he seemed like he's sad in this relationship. <laughs> like she'd be publicly, she's been doing a lot of dirt. You know what? I think that, like I said, it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Maybe she's done some dirt. Maybe he's done some dirt. But this is another question I want to pose, right? And I know this is going to sound a little deep. Would people have acted as, would the reaction have been as bad as Jada was a man? Because men get away with having that same type of what you going to do attitude. I don't care. Yeah, I was doing it with him or her. And nobody said something. Said you mean anything. like if 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 Will Smith was the cheater? If Will publicly, Smith was the woman and Jada was the man, would people feel that deeply? So about you're saying it? if if Will Smith publicly had an affair, if right, they would have been on Jada's side. Leave him; he ain't shit. They ain't say that to Will Come Smith. On. Like who said that? Because these women get cheated on all the time, and nobody leaves. That's what I'm saying. But but if Will Smith publicly was like, I was sleeping with Rihanna, he would be public enemy number one. Well, she didn't say sleeping with. She said entanglement. 
So you got to listen to the semantics. <laughs> okay. G, you just say you quiet on that one. <laughs> you know, that's all kind of weeds that I ain't really trying to get into. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, so let me, let me ask, let me ask this, right? So switching it, we hear the, the Will Smith, Chris Rock, switching it to T.I. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if for everybody who doesn't know, let me fill you in a little bit. Ti has been trying his hand at comedy. Um, he's done <laughs> uh, uh, quite a few shows, and he actually just did a show at the Barclays Center, which is in New York, which is the stadium, um, pretty much in front of a lot of people. He got booed, and he also recently got into it with an Atlanta comedian after she made some jokes. Um, regarding his sexual abuse allegations. Um, T.I. also, um, another thing that I know is that he was at the comedy store and blew the light, which is the light is when comedians are supposed to come off of the stage and blew that by 20 minutes. So uh, I didn't Jones, know he had 20 minutes worth of material. Hold on, D. Jones, you being a comedian, uh, what's your take on T.I.? So <clears throat> I'm a T.I. fan when it comes to music. Like I, I really um, enjoy T.I.'s music. Um, I think he's a dope artist, dope entrepreneur. I think, and I have no problem with anybody trying comedy. It's just the fact that T.I. has um, jumped the steps that comedians take. It's like going to the gym. When you when you playing ball or playing football, you got to go to practice. You got to get in the weight room. You got to, you know what I'm saying, get, get prepared. And he going sh- straight to the fight. You know what I'm saying? When... I would, I'm not even mad at him for doing that. I'm just saying to get better, you should go to work out. Go to these clubs and work out your material and build your your brand. Um, that's just wisdom. I would never just tell somebody, man, you got a big name. Go out there to uh, Little Caesars Arena and, and work on it. And you just started. Like, that's just dumb. And somebody should have told him man, maybe you should work on um, your material before you jump out there. And But if they going to book you, like Shaq booked him for the All-Star uh, weekend. You know what I'm saying? He got a name, so they going to they gonna put you on. But just being smart about it, he should go to the weight room and, and, and get prepared to get on stage, a big stage. That's what I think. He needs to prepare to get on stage. Prepare to oh get God. on stage. <laughs> Y'all could hear the T-Bar got music playing and she's singing. That is they hilarious. Can, they can hear it on YouTube. Not on the Facebook Live. Oh, on the Facebook can't. Live. Okay, sorry about that. What up, though, Facebook Live? Make sure y'all go subscribe to that YouTube T-Bar. Um, so, G-Man. I mean, you're not a comedian, but you but you do. You're in the arts. You um you have a music career as well. Um, so how do you feel about that? So I didn't even know that T.I. was doing comedy. I mean, I would guess he probably could be a little funny. Um, from seeing him in some movies or whatever. Um, and like like D. Jones is saying, he just got to take his time and get his chops up. I think, like you said, even in your instance, it took some time for you to get to the point where you was killing him every time. And so, um, maybe he just need to keep but working. But he ain't at doing it. that. He going straight. <laughs> he going from A to Z. Like so. Tell me, tell me what's happening. What did he do? Did, did he go? He so, got- so he, so the one girl, I heard he said something to. Her. It was a small club, and he said something to her, 
And then she was like, well, let's talk about them sexual assault allegations you got. <laughs> and he got he got mad and oh, ran. Heckler. Yeah. No, she was on stage. She was another comic. Oh. And she was trying to roast him. Oh. So he went up there, tried to grab the mic out her hand and like was hugging her and trying to get the mic and he went got another mic and like we ain't gonna do that we ain't gonna do that she like i'm a comic i can say what i want to say so you know what i'm saying if 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 you're gonna put yourself out there you kind of fair game even though i wouldn't talk about nobody uh like i think that's more egregious than what chris rock did you know what i'm saying i'd rather you call my wife gi jane and be like what about them sexual assault allegations you got so that was one thing. Then uh, this weekend, he was at the Barclays Center where the Nets play. They had a comedy show, and he got booed for eight minutes. And he kept telling jokes? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that T.I. got a lot of, um, you know, when you when you getting booed, some on the inside, or even when people go. ain't vibing with you, some go. on the inside make you exit. Yeah, yeah I got to go. He stayed there and just kept going? He took it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he made out of something. I mean, he just got He got to <laughs> stick to it. You know what I'm saying? To find his rhythm, and I guess stop being so. I guess he got oversensitive. Well, that that is a soft spot. But I mean, like you said, if you out there, you out there. Yeah. So you got to be ready for whatever. You know, people but, know what's. But it's coming. like a boxer. I can't just go from. Yeah, I want to box to tomorrow. I'm fighting Mayweather. That's a fact. You got to train, and he not training. He just going out there. Getting his ass whooped. I mean, I think that I, I agree. He is just going out there getting his ass whooped. And one thing about comedy is it's it's an art form just like anything else. But when a person is that cocky, and the thing I can't understand about uh T.I. and him doing that is that he remembers his music career. His music career didn't just take off. Remember, he had a couple yeah. flops. So he had to go out there and train. I remember I saw T.I. at the Majestic Theater in Detroit, which is a way smaller venue than you ever would see him at now. It still wasn't packed. I mean, the people who liked him liked him, but it was just showing his climb. Yeah. It wasn't like he was just at the top. So if you know you just wasn't at the top in music, then what make you think you're going to be a comedian and then you just going to jump in and be at the top without being booed? I think some of it's ego. Something. Yeah, a lot of it's ego of it for is him. Ego. T.I. is definitely ego. And I think that once you've been on top for so long, sometimes it's like hard for you to even conceptualize that start over. Yeah. And then that's why I say another thing, too, is people have a lot of yes men around them. True. So even when you wrong, if you the boss, if you the one paying the bills, if you the one in control of everything, then people going to lie and act like, yeah. You doing a good job. You bitch, you doing a right. good job, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you doing a good job. Right. Bitch, you doing a bad job, huh? Right. But they not gonna say that to T.I. because it's T.I. Right. But he he gotta realize it. Like, hey man, <laughs> they booed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's painful. When you bomb on stage, you think about that for about two or three days. You think about that. When you bomb on stage as a comedian, you thinking about that forever. Like, it hurts. <laughs> it's painful. It hurts. I'm just saying, so G-Mac, have you ever had a time, because I know you do music, that you just felt like the performance was not good? Oh, yeah, I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I perform with a band called Molly Wop, And, like, sometimes, you know, I don't know, I might have been doing 10 things before we had a show that night. And then by the time I get to the show, my energy is low. And I'm pushing it, but ain't got that much to push. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it happens. 
I would say that I got booed or that I had a, such a bad performance that uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, was, it was embarrassing or something like that. But I have had low energy to me performances and uh, it, it it bothers me. I don't, no, I don't need, even need nobody to say nothing. If I got booed, that would really bother me. That's like, I really need to go and get myself together. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I heard he cussed the crowd out after they booed. He, he cussed the crowd out after he got booed. What did he say? Uh, I'm a motherfucker. You know how he get? I'm a motherfucker star. He cussed the crowd out after he got <laughs> booed. Then on top of that, like with the young lady, he got the cussing her out. So it's almost like his temperament. He can't handle it. Well, he always he had a temper. It. And, and T.I., he just can't handle it. And I think that until he can handle it, he needs to sit his ass down because being a comedian is a hard job. Just like being a public figure is a hard job. Sit that ass down until you ready to jump in it and stop having people around you. I don't care how successful you are. Stop having motherfuckers around you to just say yes, 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 yes. They just agree with everything that you're saying or doing because those aren't really your true friends. Right. Your true friends will check you. Now, but, I'm not saying check you in public, but they'll pull you to the side and be like, boo-boo, your nipple out. But do, you think, do you think T.I. the type of guy that be like, man, y'all just hating on me? Or you think he would take that criticism? Hell no, he ain't taking the criticism. <laughs> but that don't mean I'm not going to give it. Yeah, I'm giving right. him whether you take it or not, boo. Right. It's here. I'm serving it. Yeah. Sometimes some you got to go against the grain. Yeah. I know when I have a bad night. <laughs> I know. And I, I never been in one to lie. Like, <laughs> as a comic, you'll see people like, I killed you last night. You're like, no, you did Man, not. And listen, <laughs> listen, and they be acting like other people wasn't at the show and you wasn't there. Yeah. I killed, and then they'll post a whole bunch of pictures. The crowd was on me, facts. Bitch, I was in the audience. It was whack as fuck. They almost booed you off. Boom, bitch, boo. Then you, yeah, I be like, dog, did, was you at the same show I was at? <laughs> Because when I have, and, and truly, when you have, some comics will leave as soon as they get off the stage. Like, you had that <laughs> bad night, you don't want nobody to see you. Like, I'm about to go. Oh, uh, hell no. Unless you out of town. Like, I remember when I first started, and I'd be doing out-of-town shows, and you can't go nowhere. And every all the comics will line up at the end of the night, and they be like, man, you was funny. You was funny. Then they look at you like, you all right. You, <laughs> but you... But they don't know that sometimes that could get you kicked off of shows on the road, too. So a lot of the fans don't know that when you do a comedy show and you kill it, let's just say I was the, a lot of times that is what happens, <laughs> the funniest one in real life or close to the funniest one, or maybe you funnier than the headliner. Yeah, you don't think sometimes off. it might be four or five of y'all and don't stand by the headliner and everybody just bypassing them like, but you, you was the funniest yeah. one. You killed it. Yeah. Next time, you might not be on that show. No, I heard my my homeboy got kicked off two shows, two <laughs> major shows. He said he came off and they just looked at him, said his name, like, yep, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said he went to the back and they was like, yeah, you, uh, we don't need you no more. So as a comedian, what do y'all do in that situation? Like, do you? Do you come down? You bring your level down just to yeah. You might have if you want to get that bread on this tour. If you on a tour yeah. and you want to just get that bread, you might have to tone it down. Like let me, let me just warm them up for them. Yeah, and let them do that. Let them shine. Sometimes you might have to do that as a comedian for sure. Because think about this: if you are 
you can, let me tell you this, as a headliner, a lot of people have built their brand up however they have, and they feel like you may discredit that. And they're already giving you some shine. So you got to kind of know where to go with the comedian. Some comedians, you could go as hard as you want to go because, they, you know what I mean? They strong. Yeah. And then you got some of them, you know they Rudy Pooh. And it's like, uh, okay, let me go up here and tell my little kitty joke. I'm not going to not be funny. Now, I'm going to tell you that. I'm not going to get up here and just bomb on purpose. But I can I can downplay it a little bit to, to make sure the next person shine. But if I don't like you, boo, <laughs> big, I'm up there. I'm going to die, do all right. type of dances. <laughs> I'm about to kill this show. Everybody and then I know somebody who's on a major tour, and she told me, she, she told the promoter, like, yeah, they're not going to keep me on this tour and the promo was like no it ain't that petty she said after one of the uh nights they had the promoter came to the door with an envelope with all the money like well you already know what it is like she already knew she was too funny like you gotta go so they they paid her in advance like here go the money we owe you but bye you know what i'm saying bye. damn yeah so it happens it definitely happens, man. But comedy, comedy is a weird game that we love. And I can't do nothing else. It is. You know what? Um, I was just telling somebody that to find something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I am so excited. So to be in a place where I can, I it's not like work. When mm -hmm. I get up every day to do comedy. Somebody could call me for some bullshit and I'll do it just because that's how much I love it. I love making people laugh. Whether I look good, whether I look bad, whether it's a bad day, a good day, I could be having the most fucked up day. And when I get to a show, I don't care how ugly I was sitting looking up, but as soon as I catch the mic, it's like, yeah, for I sure. feel better. And it, it really hits you when you outside of the city. Like, yeah. like last, last summer, I was in Georgia doing a movie, doing stand-ups, and I'm thinking, like, this is the life I asked for. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't have a regular nine-to-five. This now, is this is doing a movie in the yeah, last year. This is the life I wanted. So it's what I asked for. This is what you get. You, got, you still got to work hard. You still got to grind, but it's not really work. It's more... What would you say it is? It's like... It's not work. I mean, it's a career. I won't say it's work. It's like... It's like a passion. Yeah, yeah. Like being yeah. a comedian for me, it's like a passion. I love it. I, I'm so happy. And I and I say this: I wish the feeling on anybody to do something that you really love to do. For sure. Like I mean, like for real. And I was a social worker for a long time, for 14 years, and I enjoyed that too. I did CPS. I did APS. You know, it was. I was a hood rat for a long time. I enjoyed that as well. <laughs> when I, was I was a hood, hood rat. rat for a long time. And then time. I retired. You know what I'm saying? Then I became a social worker. I liked that. When it got to the point I stopped liking that, I, it's like God delivered me with something else to do. So, um, I mean, I love it. I don't, I don't see my life ever stop doing comedy. You know, in some way, form or fashion. Now, if some billionaire want to come get me... <laughs> I'm ready, boo. I'm here. I want to talk here. to you. But <laughs> the whole house. Last time I was on your show, it was dudes asking about you. What happened? Nobody like me. I never. I don't get y'all. I mean, like, I got, you know, I don't really. You a lie. I'm not lying. <laughs> on that topic of uh, doing what you love, though, y'all, I'm with y'all on that. Like, uh, 
you know, when you're doing what you love, you really never really working. Yeah. Because even with this accounting thing, so like deep down inside y'all, like I'm on some really revolutionary stuff, right? So I got this camouflage hat on like Chappelle said, so they can't understand my thoughts. But uh, on some real, real stuff, even the accounting that I do is like helping people beat the system. Right. And I love that shit. So like, it's like uh, the A-team almost, like with accounting though. Like, you, like yeah, but yeah. It, like it's like, okay, oh, you got that old, oh, I just did your thing and here, here's how your numbers come out. But were you aware that you have these deductions that you probably didn't even consider as expenses? Right. Yeah. And now once we include these, boom, right. you don't owe them nothing. In fact, they owe you a little something. People are like, wow. And I'd be like, mm, we got them again. And then if I, if somebody owe, I'm devastated. I'm like, damn, I can't figure out how to get you right. out the red. Like, this is some bullshit. Mm. But I mean. So that's your sport. Yeah, man. I love that shit. Like, I'll be going in there trying to find a little, you know, ins and outs to try to get them on. And then that's that. And then on, like, right now we fixing up a house for me and my family to move into. I ain't even really a contractor. But I just love, like, putting it together like a puzzle. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. So even though it's work like that we all doing all day, every day. When you love it, it ain't really work. It's just you live. Passion. Yeah, you passion just, was the right word for. Your, yeah, you living in your passion. You, it's you never really working then. Right, right, right. You're never really working. I wonder what our silent correspondent, uh, Danny Redwine, is doing. Let's see if she can hit us off with a little sign language. She ain't even on there no more. I don't Danny, think so. Danny I think watching her stories. Oh, dang. oh, yeah, she ain't on there. That's true. She watching her program. No, no, she's not on there. Um, So you are tuned in to the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Comedian T. Barb. That's Comedian T. B-A-R-B. If you're on Instagram, follow me, I am T. Barb. If you're on TikTok, Comedian T Barb. Also, my backup page. They trying to shut me down every week. I ain't been on TikTok in four days. I keep getting in trouble. I ain't even doing what shit. What you posting? I'm bullshit. They talking about dangerous acts and bullshit. Like every, I see a bitch <laughs> on there with whole pussy out. And then what page is that? Why did I say that word? Oh, I want to get in trouble. Who? So nah. I can make sure I don't I follow can't that. Say nothing mm -hmm. on there. Excuse my language, put cat. So all I'm saying is. And I keep getting in trouble. So I finally got like 12,000 followers and I keep getting in trouble. T-Bar. So please, what? Who got their coochie out so Nobody I won't follow it? I don't. I'm going to make sure I'm going to okay, go look I'm at it so I won't follow. So everybody follow my backup TikTok page, which is T-Barb is Detroit. T-Barb is Detroit. I don't got like six followers on there, but I need y'all just in case. Because if it, if the party is over, we need to go start the party somewhere else. Because baby, only in Detroit is here to stay in the building. So that's what it is. Anyway, and don't forget to uh, shout out to our major sponsor, Good Helper Heating and Cooling, Good Helper Entertainment. And tonight at 90s Knowledge Cafe, especially if you live with me on any other platforms, shout out to everybody who's live on YouTube. Shout out to everybody who listens every Thursday on Spotify. Shout out to all my TikTok followers on here. We was 100 deep. It's about six of us still in here. So shout out to Ms. Meek, Twills, 1017, F-N-O-D, I can't do we. I'm trying to stop. You live, you live on TikTok? Yes, I am. And it's going, we, we, we up in that thing. So thank you. And people, somebody just commented and said, um, y'all got it though. Now they trying to water down comedians and that's, um, their opinion, which is, I agree. It's true. That's true. It's true. So, uh, so D Jones, yes, ma'am. You have some events coming up. Um, I do. tell I us do. about what you have. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> uh, Tuesday nights, I'm at Ray's boom, boom room. Mm -hmm. On uh, Grashy. <laughs> Shout out to Ray O'Shea. Ray O'Shea. Wednesday night, 
Poetry and Punchline at Punchline Comedy Club. Thursday night, we at Zales um, for comedy. Friday, we back at Punchline with Coco. Saturday, I got the cool day party from 12 to 6. Okay. We got, it's going to be, it's just going to be some cool events, dancing, drinking. Uh, we got barbershops. We got massage rooms. We got a twerk fitness class. It's hosted by Melanie Fresher from, uh, uh, she's on the radio. Okay. And then on Sunday. That's Melanie Fresher. That's my home girl. On Sunday, we got um, the Growing and Sexy Comedy Show. Headlined by you. Okay. This is both these spots. Saturday and Sunday is at Casey's Masterpiece, eighteen two one two seven mile. Y'all can DM me right now for for some tickets. tickets. Please tickets. DM me because I gotta pay these people. So please, I please need get some tickets. So this Sunday tickets. I'm at Casey's Masterpiece. That's Easter Sunday. I'm headlining that thing. We got poetry. We have uh, Jasmine. Comedy. Make sure you do that. We got Jasmine. We got Muse. We got a Azizi. So it's going to be lit. Make sure you come through there. And don't forget tonight, each um month, this Monday, 90s Knowledge Cafe. I'm headliner tonight. Mm -hmm. I usually host. Um, but tonight, um, we're going to have a, a bang tonight. So make sure you come and stop through on that. And support D. Jones all week. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about I do cool shit. And I need y'all to be a part of this cool shit that I do. Now it's all cool shit. And uh and G Mac, you mm -hmm. have an initiative here in Metro Detroit that you've been doing mm -hmm. with Alkeeper Line Village, correct? Oh yeah, several. Okay, so tell us a little bit about some of the great work you've been doing over there. Cause you didn't really highlight that you're also an activist and um the nonprofit in, in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Alkeeper Line Village has a, a community development corporation that they're gonna be building a hundred houses over the next five years in a um extremely blighted part of the city um to you know what I'm saying make affordable housing happen um and some people would say that it, it ain't really no money for that um we had a meeting with the mayor and he he actually said that there's no money for that uh so anyway there is and the federal government has deposited with the city and those funds are there in order to subsidize the building of affordable housing and so we're going to be doing that over the course of the next 5 years and um T Barb, thanks to you and the team that we pulled together with uh some other luminaries in the city. We we have an annual lunch and laugh that yes, we do in we November. Do. Yes, and, we um, do. It's a, it's a fundraiser uh that goes to continue to provide the programs at our Kibalon Village, which is a dope organization that's 44 years old. Yeah. And use martial arts as a basis to teach self-respect, self-control, self-discipline, and of course, self-defense. And so, um, you know what I'm saying? I just, I love all that. Um, and, and I'll keep lines in a bunch of stuff. There's a 5K run coming up um, in October. And outside of all of that, African Liberation Day is something that's been a thing here in, in the city of Detroit, in the United States and around the world for over 50 years. A lot of people don't know about it because, you know, good things go quiet sometimes. But um, this is... This year, we're trying to get it loud, get the volume pumped up on African Liberation Day. That's going to be the weekend before Memorial Day. I believe that's May 27th and 28th, the Friday and the Saturday. Uh, and we're going to be at the Charles H. Wright Museum and then back over to Alkeeba Line Village on Saturday for day two. So stay tuned for more information about that as well. We'll give it up for all the work that they're doing over at Alkeeba Line Village. And also, I do want to speak on that. First off, thank you so much because I was the keynote speaker this year to end the summer series. And also, 
um, I was happy to be uh, like, uh, I guess maybe the comedy chair as far as For the sure. fundraising at El Kibalon. We brought Damon Williams. And this year, I'm looking forward to making the show bigger and better. We had an amazing crowd. We raised thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. $10,000. Uh, $10, so That's good. I was happy for my first uh, you know, fundraiser to have partnered with for us to make $10,000 was amazing. So um, I'm looking forward to making twenty this year. Mm -hmm. Get at it, T Barb Entertainment, Al Kibalon Village, and um, it was it was amazing. Shout out to Gail Perry Mason, Gail Financial Perry Guru. Mason. She was on our team. Oh, I got to work with her. That was so amazing to meet her and to work with her one on one. So I love that. Shout out to all the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not just a retired hood rat. I'm an NBA too, bitch. I'm just one of, you know what I'm saying? Little, little black girl magic in the building. That's all. Just a little bit. Um, And you are tuned in to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast. Live on Detroit is different. Make sure you tune in each and every week on Spotify Thursdays. And we're live on YouTube each and every Monday. So if you don't want to watch us live, don't forget each and every episode goes through on Spotify on Thursdays. So go follow comedian t bar retired hood rap podcast on spotify help us get our numbers up if you want to advertise with us let me know shout out to our sponsor good helper heating and cooling good helper entertainment it's been like amazing show we talked to y'all will smith let me ask you guys something since we are on detroit is different um it's the what up dope culture uh tell me something special gmac about detroit and Give me, you know, give me your your take on being from Detroit. Something special, you, about it. something special about Detroit is the intergenerational dopeness when we come together and link up across age groups. Like, for instance, I'm a part of a band called Molly Wap, right? Molly Wap has members in the band from their 20s to their late 60s. And we come together and make music that everybody in between from the beginning of that age to the end of that age group can all enjoy. And that's just something dope about Detroit. As a kid, you know, I went to uh, church with my grandma and we went to Sunday school. And the dope thing about the Sunday school was what we learned from the older people in the room and the wisdom that they shared. I didn't realize it then, but it would lay a foundation for me later. So I think that's a dope thing about Detroit, the intergenerational connections and how we get to pipeline information and, and come strong to, to the situation based on having that. I'm going to have to agree with that. And if y'all notice, I take every chance I get to use a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> see Jones, see Jones. Tell us something about the D and what's going on. And if you did know, I'm your host and I'm also engineering the show today. So it's a, it's a triple, triple. Um, Detroit. So <laughs> it's funny to me, like, when people in Detroit are hardcore, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even say hello to you. They, give you. they give you a head nod. We don't trust nobody, we, mm -hmm. but we hustle hard. You know what I'm saying? And, and we going to get ours. When you in Detroit, you know, it's it's kind of, people are kind of a little mean. But the funny part is if we you catch us out of town, we got each other back. You see somebody else from Detroit and they say, what up, though? It's like the whole weekend we together, we friends. <laughs> If somebody say something bad about Detroit, we gonna whoop their ass. We jumping them together. Yeah, but when we hear, it's like, man, who? Like yeah, yeah, but yeah. get us out of town, yeah. or you just go somewhere and people that's from Detroit that live there, they got you. Like they gonna help you. 
they gonna, you know what I'm saying? You can't even ask for directions here. But if you out of town, oh yeah, you could get the directions. Yeah, where you you from the D, you. man? Oh, yeah. yeah, you want to go over there and eat? Like that's, you know <laughs> what I'm fact, saying? I'll drag you there. Right, right. I'll drag Take you there. my car. <laughs> I'll drag you there. Right. Don't even, don't even worry about that. I will drive yeah, you. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's, yeah, that's absolutely. the funny part about it, Trey. In the city, it's something different. But when we together away from the city, yeah. it's it's more love. It is. I think that um, Detroit is a special place because it is so tough, but it, it really, it gets you prepared for other places. Let and we that. respect it everywhere else. And we are. But More yes, feared, but. <laughs> we need to work on it here for sure. No, I love, I love that. You go somewhere and they be like, you from Detroit? Oh, shit. I ain't talking about that part. I'm talking about the 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 love within yeah, yeah, while definitely, we're here. Definitely. definitely. And um that's why, you know, but I'm a true Detroiter. I'm from Joy Rose. So um, let me ask you this before we go. Um, give us the contact information so everybody can follow you, keep up with you guys, but also tell me what part of the city are you from? What up though? Oh, go ahead. What up though? I'm from the east side of Detroit, y'all. Um you know, um, you know, you ever heard of Shields Pizza? You might not have, but that Buddy's Pizza, Shields Pizza, it was like the two competing pizza places. I was right there with Shields Pizza. That's where we raised that. But um, let's see, contact. I know the one on what? Where, where the other one at? So this was the one that was it was still in the D. It used oh, to be on oh, Shields. Oh, it, it used to be on where? Shields and Davidson. Okay. Oh, that's, that's what they got the name from. Yeah, I we never so knew that. We so dumb. Shields and then uh, buddies is on Coney, right? And okay. so they was around the corner from each other competing. I never knew that. So yeah, pops used to walk and get us the Shields pizza, and we always wanted buddies. They like, no, we getting Shields. But um, on birthdays sometimes you get to go to buddies. So yeah. I never knew that. Wow. Okay. So um, contact information. I'm really like a social media whatever you call a person who don't really do it. So, um, but if you want to get in contact with me, um, you can reach me on my cell. It's 313-578-1300. Um, 313-578-1300. And if you want to email me, you can do that at uh, G McKenzie. I got to spell it. M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-J-R at... <laughs> UUIOnline.com. So that's Unicorn Unlimited Inc. Online.com. And um, be glad to take care of whatever financial needs you might have. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. D. Jones. <clears throat> well, um, I'm selling tickets. You can you can text me uh 248-403-2711. 248-403-2711. Four zero three twenty seven eleven. Direct line. Text me. They stole my other phone. Thanks, uh, Detroit. Uh, they, stole, they stole your other phone. The one I've been texting. Yes, yeah. Oh. So that's probably why I ain't got your okay, text. No yeah. wonder you never respond. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they they broke in my card and stole everything. Again? Uh, yes, again. Thanks, Detroit. Um, <laughs> and um, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> 313 D Jones. Okay. And I think it's the same on TikTok and Damian Jones on Facebook. Okay. Listen, we got to get these tickets. So I need some people to show up, man. You know, if you got a birthday, if you just want, you know, it's Easter. If you celebrate Easter, if you don't celebrate Easter, we're going to have food, we're going to have drinks, and uh, we're going to have fun. 
pull up, pull up, pull up. Make sure you pull up to the grown and sexy Casey's Masterpiece 7 Mile. If you're in Detroit or in the metro Detroit area, make sure you pull up to that. And I'm, on, and I'm on Pornhub if y'all want to follow me. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, uh, okay. If you want to, yeah. I'll show you later, T. I oh, know. I don't want to see it. Huh? <laughs> I'm good on that. I'm, I'm right. good on that. Sure? I, I'm very sure. I, I'll quit. I got. I got six followers. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> Quit. Okay, so but thank you everybody for tuning in to Retire Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget, we are on the Detroit is Different Network. Um, everybody on YouTube, thank you so much. It's lit. Don't forget each and every Monday, 10:30-ish, because I'm black. So 10:30 to 11 ish will be on air. Make sure you keep up with me on my website, tbarbisfunny.com. That's tbarbisfunny.com. TikTok, we banging. Thank you so much for hanging with me today. But make sure you follow my backup page just in case comedian T Barb gets shut down. Go follow T Barb is Detroit. Get those numbers up. I don't even think I got a hundred on there. My other thank you. I also want to say thank you. I'm at twelve thousand. But if I lose that page, I'm gonna need y'all to go follow that backup page so y'all don't lose me and all your favorite only in Detroit videos. Um, I want to thank everybody who've been tuning in, who've been rocking with me. Um, make sure you keep on rocking with me. Make sure you stay tuned to and retire hood rap podcast. I love you guys. Until next time, thank you to my guest one more time, Greg McKenzie in the building. Uh comedian extraordinaire D Jones in the y'all building. Y'all want some nuts? <laughs> and of course, I'm comedian T Barb. Straight out the D. Thank y'all. And we are out in the broadcast, babes. Peace. <laughs>